98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. You might not have had this experience, Daniel, but when you're growing up, did your grandparents have separate beds, but they were in the same bedroom, but they had two different beds? Like, it reminds me, like, I don't know why they did it, but maybe now I know, but it was like those old TV shows. Do you know it was an outrage on television in the 50s and 60s to show people, like, you know, it's just a show, like a sitcom, but if they got in the same bed, it was like an outrage. Right, I remember uh, I Love Lucy having two separate beds. Yes. And, uh, and you know, now I don't, I guess people could sleep separately, but um, but it, my, my grandparents had two, what are they, the small bed, twin bed? Is mm-hmm. that a twin bed? Yeah. They had the same room, but different beds, right? You know, I bet they did that because they saw it like that on I Love Lucy. You think so? Maybe. I right? mean, it was like the television shows, the way they had that room arranged. And uh, this weekend, I go up to Grand Lake. We're in somebody else's lake house. And guess what? I stay in a room. Me and my wife share a room, but we don't share the bed. It's two twin beds. That's where it's out, brother. It's fantastic. I mean, why not have two separate rooms, really? You can hang out in there if you want to, like for romance, and then, you know, just ease up. Yeah, I mean, if you start missing each other, you can go see each other. But otherwise, you know, go live your life. Like, I always thought a great house would be, like, you know, you have the, the living room in the middle and you have the kitchen in the middle and other rooms in the middle, but wife stays on the left side of the house, husband. Like, I watched that show, The Queen, about Queen Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and she's married to that prince, you know. They had separate rooms across the hall from each other. Awesome idea. I mean, no offense, but when, like, when I go to bed, Daniel, and I stay in my bed, half the time my son gets in there, then I got a cat and I got a dog. Do you know what happens through the night? One of those living beings is going to be moving around. Whether the cat wakes up, starts purring, the dog, you know, starts barking in his sleep or whatever. The kid's spinning around like a pinwheel like, you know, kids do. Wife's snoring. I'm snoring. Like when there's five people in a bed, somebody's going to be interrupting you. Mm -hmm. This twin bed thing, great idea. I can take it even further. If you want a really, really good marriage separate houses on the same lot. <laughs> like, for real, think about it. Like, how much less arguing would you and your wife do if y'all both just had your own little tiny cottages on the same, like, piece of land? You know what I heard? And you would think it would be the opposite, but I heard that pilots have, like, one of the lowest divorce rates. you think it would be the opposite because you think a pilot goes to the Holiday Inn and is getting with a flight attendant and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's probably because, you know, when you leave for your flight, your three-day, four-day schedule... Your wife's glad to see you go. You're glad to see her stay at the house. But then you start to miss each other after four days, and you're glad to see each other. So that little time apart, like, makes the heart grow fonder, right? Even people that love each other the most. Because I always say, I'll I'll ask you, like, do you know anybody that's married and just, like, super happy? And we always say, my Aunt Tammy and Uncle Joel down in Alabama. They are the happiest. They are the happiest I've ever seen. His, His uncle and his wife. Like, it's crazy. Like, you think after 20 years of marriage, you're kind of like, yeah, whatever. The romance is over. They, like, they're, like, rubbing each other's backs at the bar. They're still going vacation. They're like teenagers. In fact, I only know of one time where my Aunt Tammy called my dad and said, "Uh, me and Joel are in an argument. I want to come stay at the lake house. Do you mind? He said, of course. Please, you know, come stay if you need a, a few days apart. She gets down there within an hour. She goes, I just don't think I'm meant not to be, you know, spending the night with Joel tonight. So she, headed she turned on around back. and went head back. Headed and went back. Yeah. But even she will sometimes go, you know what? I just got TMJ right now, It's guys. not wrong to, to want space. I mean, like. She'll say, I have TMJ right now. It means too, too much, much Joel. Joel. She wants just a little break from Joel. Too much Joel, yeah. even, uh, even though they are so happy together. So what if you did have, what if you and your wife, you had a little cottage, she had a little cottage, or she, if she even stayed in the main house and you stayed in a little cottage. I'd be fine with that. I live in the garage. We had, uh, when we first moved to Tulsa, remember I had a garage apartment? 
Boy, I go up there all the time, buddy. Yeah, and this wasn't and no then nice. She was glad to see me go up there. This wasn't no nice garage apartment. This was like just a chair and a record player. Yeah, I didn't have it. I, yeah, it was bad. But I, I loved it, and she loved that I would leave her alone and go up there. So <laughs> maybe that's, uh, you know, what do they say? Uh, being apart like makes the heart grow fonder, right? Maybe it's 98 so. 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull in today's Hot Country with Tig. And good morning, Daniel. Tig, do you know anybody that's uh, intimidating? Somebody that could give you a good dressing down if they wanted. I used to work for uh, a guy in New York City. I work at this fancy French bistro, and one of the owners of it was this older guy, and he was very eloquent when he spoke, and uh, he caught a lady one time stealing the signs out of the restroom that said, wash your hands in Latin. And she would just take these signs. He knew it was her. Somehow he figured it out. And this guy gave her such a dressing down. He was like, listen, I don't want you coming back in here ever again. Go ahead and tell your friends. I don't want them in here either. Because he knew everything she was going to say. Well, I'll tell all my friends not to come. And he's like, tell them I don't want them in here either. And he just talked this lady down, intimidated her. And she never came back in there and stole his signs again. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think you would be good at intimidating somebody? No, not really. I don't think I could either. Uh, and I've got a clip here of this guy. It's a road rage encounter between an old fella who's had about enough of a cyclist. The cyclist is in the right. He keeps saying, like, look, here is the bike lane. And, you know, if the bicycle, the picture of the bicycle's in the middle of the lane, what does that mean? That means you have to give a right-of-way to the bicycles, right? It means it's a shared lane. Okay. The bicyclist then still has the right-of-way. And we see that in Tulsa a lot. Right, see it in Tulsa all the time. Well, this guy's just not hearing it. He's trying to be threatening and uh, imposing, but he's just not good at threatening. He uses all the wrong cliches. Here's a clip here. Tough guy. You want to be a tough all guy? You're not so tough right now, are all you? All the cops. You're not so tough, are you, small guy? You're short I'm following the guy. law. You're not following the law. You're a tiny little man. Vehicle code. My name is your worst enemy. I'm your huckleberry, buddy. You short little hunk. You come through this town thinking you're really cool on your bike, like you own this lane. Look at the bike lane is on this it's side. It's called Shero. It's right in the middle of the street. Shero. I get Shero. I get but that entire lane. But you came around me like this. You, you blocked around. my way. You I didn't block my way. way. I honked my horn because you were way over in our lane. No, that's my lane. No, it's, it's not Shero. your lane. You're lucky today, Look buddy. Law, you're huh? lucky today. What's your name? My name is your worst enemy. You don't own the you road, You own the road? I don't own the road. See that sign right there? That's Shero. Huh? See that symbol right there? Well, I'm glad they worked it out. Sounds like they were getting along. Yeah. But you can't, if you're going to try to be threatening, you can't be like, I'm your worst enemy. He's trying to say worst nightmare. <laughs> He's like, you short little guy, short little person. Go ahead. He's like punk. attacking him per- like physically. Well, he was trying to be intimidating. but So don't ever, yeah, Ty has, you have a little bit of a road rage. You don't ever get caught on camera. You're trying to intimidate people. Because we're just not imposing intimidating guys. But, but you know what? Also, I got to say, though, that I'm I'm a lot braver in my car than I would be in real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's what happened with this uh, the tough guy there. Got out of the car, and then he realized, like, wait a minute here. This wait, guy like, might knock me out. Now I'm naked, kind of, in a yeah. sense. He's like, like, go ahead, punk. Make my evening. Like, do you think I'd give somebody the finger if I was standing next to him? Mm, I don't. No. Well, I don't know. I've seen you, though, have some sidewalk rage as, as well. Some guy was, like, <laughs> making fun of your hat or something one day. This was in Nashville, and Tig and I had been out, and these guys were making fun of Tig's hat or something. And uh, I've never seen you do it before. These are fairly bigger guys than us. And you were like, hey, you better not say that. I was like, dude, calm down, man. What is wrong with you? What was going on with you that particular time? Although God made me very mad. You and, were uh, a little, like. These guys are, like, six foot eight. They could have killed us. I know, and you were. 
that a little imposing that time. Even I was like, what is this guy crazy? What's funny is how the guys reacted because they could have beat me up easily. Yeah, both of us. And, and I just started screaming at the guy. Yeah, and they're like, take it easy, buddy. They like, started walking backwards. What got into you? Were you on steroids or something? You had that roid rage at the he, time? He what said was something going on? fairly offensive. Sure he and did. I didn't like it. And I, I was like, hey, you don't talk to me like that. And that guy started getting scared or something. Well, because, yeah, they were just, I guess, being idiots. But you really had taken it to the next level. I think what I did, and you gave me this advice <laughs> one time, Daniel, if somebody is giving you a hard time, you have to act like you're a crazy person because they don't know what, what you know, like if explain they, it. If you they can start it. to uh, escalate a little bit, somebody on the street starts to escalate a little bit, you have to then escalate it way higher above and beyond to like. Like disproportionately escalate it. Right. And then they'll think I'm crazy. Like, oh, I know I could beat this guy up, but I don't know if he's got a knife, so I'm going to leave this guy alone. And uh, it worked. That, those guys who could have killed us just walked away. I remember I told you about that that one time, and then you you really took it to heart, and you started doing it a little too much. Didn't somebody one time, uh, you were on a crosswalk, and somebody ran the light or something like that, and then you start slapping the back of their truck? Yeah, that, that happened here in Tulsa. Was that in Tulsa? Yeah, a guy, uh, I had like that, you know, that little white man walking across street light. It was, the, I could the walk. Green, the green man? Well, whatever it's, you know, the symbol that says you can walk. Yeah. So I start walking, and but I also do pay attention because I know there's, like, idiots out there that don't pay attention. And this guy, like, I don't know, he passes, like, within a foot of me, and I have the right of way, and I slap the hell out of the back of his truck. And this guy goes, and gets out. <laughs> He's like, hey! And I just start screaming at him, uh, like, spit coming out of my mouth because I mean, I just let him have it. The guy got back in his truck and left. But had I been like, oh, I'm sorry, he might have beat me up. I don't know. But that happened right right in Brookside here in Tulsa. And I just started. And I mean, I was screaming before the door opened for him to get out of it because I knew this guy was mad that I touched his car. So is it good advice then to really escalate it I don't higher? know. I don't know if it's good advice. Like, I really can't tell you. I can tell you in my experience it's worked before. They think you're insane, and so they leave you alone. Well, I think if somebody is intending on bullying you, they think you're just going to be quiet and maybe, like, scared. But if you act a fool and cause a scene... I was screaming at this guy before the door opened, dude. And he got out, and that was like an orchestra of obscenities. I mean, I was laying it all out. And that guy, he's like, uh, I'll be going now. <laughs> but at first, he was all big bad, eh? you know, slamming on the brakes. I don't know if it's good advice, though. But in my experience, it has... It's paid off. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. And so we were talking about, uh, Daniel, it's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's good advice or not, but uh, you once told me that if somebody's coming after you a little bit, you know, maybe being a bully, that you have to escalate it yourself so they think you're crazy. Like it happened to me in Brookside. I was walking across the street. I had that little man symbol on the pedestrian sign. I was in the... I was in the right. I could cross street. Some moron just flies right by me. And he's about, like, literally within arm's reach of me, so close to hitting me. And I just hit the hell out of the back of his truck. I mean, I slammed it. I had a wedding ring on, so it really dinged it. And uh, this guy is like, stops his car. And I go, oh, my God, what have I done? This guy's going to kill me now. But I took your advice, and I just started screaming, profusely screaming. 
and just cussing them out. The spit's coming out of my mouth. This guy got scared, got back in his truck, and it kind of worked, you know? I got that technique from a guy we used to work with named Richard, and Richard was supposed to do a remote broadcast once where I had to call him on the phone and put him on the phone live on the air. Well, I call Richard, he doesn't answer. I call him again. It's a very stressful situation at a radio station when somebody's supposed to go live and they don't. People have paid for this. And I called, I said, Richard, what in the world are you doing? You know, you, you're supposed to be, and he goes, hey! You don't talk to me like that. And then he let me have it. And every time I talk to Richard after that, I put a lot of respect behind his name. Cause <laughs> yeah, he you really, backed off. He really escalated it about 100 times more than I did right off the bat. I never spoke to him in an ill way again. Josh uh, is yeah, with us. Where, where do you live, Josh? Uh-oh. What is that? I live in Wagner. 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 So what do you what do you make of this? So, like you were talking about, like, uh, first impressions are everything. It's you got it right off the bat. You said, you know, you went berserk on him before you even opened the door. <laughs> and, and and that's all he saw. Small things, though. If he would have recognized you from, you know, say recognize your voice, if you were wearing a T-shirt that had the radio station's logo on it or anything like that, that computed into his brain. He might not have taken you as serious. He'd be like, you know, I know you. You ain't like this, whatnot. But if they have no idea, it's their absolute first impression of you, then that's going to make a statement. And then, of course, if you have the ability to de-escalate the situation, your second impression could be just as lasting. So do you, like, agree? Because in a way, like... I, I like to de-escalate everything. But in this particular case, this guy slammed on his brakes, got out of his big pickup truck. I'm like, this is this guy could kill me. So I just started acting insane. And he got back in his truck and left because he got scared. Yeah, but you kind of also started it a little bit by slapping his truck. No, he started when he almost ran me over. Well, almost, but didn't run you over. I don't know. I get I get what you're saying. But I don't know if Ty should have, sure. you know, you can't, some people don't like, even touch their truck, much less slap it. This guy did not like me touching his truck. I can tell you that. Of course not. But you can imagine what your subconscious thought in the moment was, okay, he's got a big truck. I don't know, you know, if it's jacked up, got big tires. Yeah. He's probably just as much as a macho man as I I think Josh is calling yeah. from that cave house in Tulsa. <laughs> he's calling from... Well, Josh, I appreciate the insight, man. Yeah, no problem, guys. All right. Well, thank you very much. You know what we should do, Ty? Obviously, we've got to start carrying around samurai swords. Ladies would like it. Men would respect us. Yeah, like if somebody almost hits you and you pull out a samurai sword, they're going to get back in their truck and leave you alone. Or a throwing star. <laughs> throwing star. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought a great deal of my income is going to be spent on throwing stars. How much has been spent on that? <sighs> you know, none. None. I really need to get into throwing yeah. stars, though. I thought we were going to use, what is it called, nunchucks? I thought we were going to use those a lot. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, that was like my whole life. Was like I was like, man, when I'm a kid, I'm going to spend about half my money on candy, the other half throwing stars. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. You got Ty and Daniel. Hey, Daniel. We were on News on 6 yesterday for what they call Music Monday, and that's where uh, they talk to us from upstairs on News on 6. And we're down here in the studio, and uh, we talked about our plan yesterday to do the uh, Ty and Daniel good old-fashioned nut fling. Now, what that is, uh, me and your son like to go to Woodward Park and feed the squirrels peanuts. And we'll go out there with a bag of peanuts, and they will, in some cases, come right up to our hands and, and take them. 
you're at risk of actually getting a, a tooth of a squirrel on your finger. You could get bitten by one, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how many come out there. You've seen these videos. Yeah, it's you go pretty out there amazing. about 30, 40, 50 squirrels sometimes. So I thought, why don't we really go out there and just make it rain on those furry fatties and try to get like wait, 100, wait, 200. On. You call squirrels furry fatties? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm never going to call it a squirrel ever again. It's going to be a yeah. furry fatty from here on out. <laughs> and uh, sometimes when you're out there throwing out the food and stuff, you get a bunch of furry fatties. Sometimes you get some flying fatties land and try to eat some of the, the food as well. Uh, birds? Yeah. Oh. So uh, I thought, man, we should do, because I was at Atwoods, and I saw these big giant bags of peanuts. This is a 25-pound bag of peanuts, like $40. And I thought, you know, it would be great if we just went out there and had a big old extravaganza and just flung these peanuts everywhere. And we're going to put it on uh, social media, and everybody's going to get to enjoy it. Oh, yeah, of it. course, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we talked about that on News on 6 yesterday, and then I uh, get an email and here's the email. Look up the harmful effect that raw peanuts cause to squirrels. It can be fatal. Just saw this morning that 98.5 is planning to feed 25 pounds to all the squirrels in a park. It would be horrible to see them all die. I hope they ask what the consequences could be. Please look into this. Sincerely, concerned person for wildlife. Now, if it's dangerous for the squirrels, I don't want to do it. Well, I want to back up here. You're an animal lover. You would never do anything well, sure. to hurt an animal. Yeah. Like, this is not... You have no ill intent here. You just thought it would be fun for the squirrels, fun for us. Right. But if it's bad for those little furry fatties, I don't want to do it. Right. So you must now uh, figure out if this is all right to do. Here's the second problem with the good old-fashioned nut fling. I walked to Woodward Park yesterday. It's closed. Oh, no. Yeah. Because a lot of, of trees storm? down. Yeah. Oh, I see. Now, here's another issue with that as well. Not only it's being closed... But I imagine the squirrels now haven't been eating, have, you know, hadn't had any people coming by with, with nuts and stuff like that in a while. So they would really be ravenous. So it is, it's a lot to think about. And I want you to just make the decision here. Can I ask for help? Well, yeah, be yeah you better. Because I don't know. I looked up several different websites. Well, I do have a question. Okay. Is, is it that a peanut would hurt a squirrel or is it that if they ate 50 of them, it would hurt them? Like, because you're throwing so many out. What, I don't know. We're going to have to consult a veterinarian. And you go to, of course, you go to the internet and you can't. Can't make sense of it? Can't believe half of what you hear. And, like, I know that a diet exclusively of peanuts is not good. But a one-time, like, you know. Well, feast. it's the same thing in humans. If I eat chocolate cake every night, right. that would be bad for me. Right. However, if I have one every now and then, you know, no harm, no foul or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, I just know that the good old-fashioned uh, Tiger Dingle, good old-fashioned nut fling is now mired in controversy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all the things going on in the world, this is another controversial thing. Um, and if I go into that park when it's closed, will I be arrested? That's a violation of law. What's the name of this prison up the street here? What's it? David L. Moss. I ain't trying to go in there. I've seen the uh, lunches they have there. Not good. Well, uh, I would like... I'll, I'll make the decision for you. I will. But I would like a kind of a council of advisors to help me out. And uh, you can be that if you call me now. 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. There may be somebody that actually knows what they're talking about with respect to squirrels and peanuts. And we'd like to hear from you right now. Uh, 25 pounds of peanuts that Daniel will fling about this park. Is that bad for squirrels? Or is this guy who sent an email overreacting? Because um, we don't want to hurt squirrels, honestly. Like that's. We, Do you we know just, how awful I would feel if the next day I went back to the park and it was littered with corpses? We'll cancel this if 
we find out it's dangerous for squirrels. Like, we're not trying to hurt anything. We just thought it'd be kind of silly. Uh, but give us a call, 918-879-9898, 918-879-9898. Do you know if peanuts are okay for squirrels, or would this be a bad idea? We'd like to hear from you. You could save squirrels' lives if that's the case. Or if it's not the case, we can still have fun. 918-879-9898. What do you make of this? 918-879-9898. 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel, but some controversy. Uh, we thought it was just silly and uh, all in good fun, but we went on television yesterday and we told uh, Leanne Taylor and Dave Davis and Alan Crone how Daniel plans to bring 25 pounds of peanuts out to a park and give them to squirrels. And then, well, then, you know, the public gets involved and somebody said... Uh, it's dangerous to feed squirrels peanuts or something. Got an email that said, look up the harmful effect uh, that raw peanuts can cause to squirrels. It could be fatal. Uh, they would hate to see the squirrels uh, be injured. Uh, Tig, you are now uh, organizing a special council to advise us on whether or not this is true. Well, you put me in charge of uh, a yes or no. Yes, it's safe. No, it's not safe. And uh, I would like some counsel to help me make this decision because I don't want to hurt animals. I mean, like, I'm not that kind of guy. And is it even legal for me to go out to this park and uh, throw this many peanuts down? Hey, it's Tig and Daniel. Who's this? Shannon. Uh, can you hop off that speakerphone just for a second here and uh, so we can get some uh, counsel here? What is the name of your counsel going to be, Ty? Uh, personal and actually. What's that now? Uh, just a personal opinion. It's like she's got your council is uh, off to a great start. It's my so furry far. fatty's council, council, <laughs> and uh, so what? What? What is your take on this? Is it dangerous to give a peanut to a squirrel? Well, I can't Google it at the moment. I think a lot of Karens are giving their opinion. Obviously, that's just the way it goes. But I actually give peanuts to the squirrels in my backyard, and they're still alive. And I'm thinking it would be their nature that if it was going to kill them, they wouldn't eat them. They're not stupid. They know how to survive. So that's just my take on it. That's kind of what I think. I mean, like if a squirrel, I can't figure out what, what the problem is. Is it that peanuts right. are poisonous to them or is it if they eat too many, that's bad for them? Um, it seems like, yeah. you know, like a human, if you eat a lot of spaghetti, you stop eating spaghetti when you're full. Wouldn't a squirrel just stop eating the peanuts? Right, and it would be like if you're allergic to shellfish, uh, you're not going to eat it. <laughs> yeah, they'll learn pretty quickly. Exactly. So much controversy with you trying to do your nut fling. <laughs> we just want the nut fling. I mean, good grief, people. Uh, that is true. My mom has called me, and every time I've spoken with her, uh, Tyke, she's been like, have you done the nut fling yet? She's really interested in this, and uh, I think a lot of people are, but if it's bad for them, I don't want to do it. I think it's kind of like everything else going on in this world. Everybody has an opinion. They got to try and ruin it for everybody else. You're kind of right about that. <laughs> I mean, if you raise money for a charity, somebody's going to complain about like, oh, you did the wrong charity. Like, it's like everybody like whines so much now. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like that email like, was whiny. I mean, they were pretty nice about it. They, they were just articulate. like, hey, they, all, all they said was, hey, look up the harmful effect that raw peanuts cause to squirrels. They weren't like, hey, you idiots. They are these like, raw peanuts or are they cooked? Again, Why didn't they send a link to what they found? Well, I, you know, I don't know about that. Ty, I don't know. Are they raw? <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not. Ty's asking me questions about peanuts like I'm George Washington Carver. I don't know. Are they, uh, 
He thinks I'm that planter's guy. I don't know if they're cooked or not. I don't think they are. Tiger, you got to eat one. And if you're going to, you know, yeah, I get mine at Atwood's, just the roasted peanuts in a bag. And... Well, this is a 25 pound bag that was like $40. Mm-hmm. I don't think these are cooked. I don't think so either. Well, duh, no. I mean, they're still roasted. I don't know. Well, Got me on that she one. said she feeds uh, her squirrels peanuts and they ain't dead. So that's yeah, uh, they're fine. But she I doesn't feed them 25 buddies. pounds. They almost come up and sit in my lap. I know it's the same one. All right, so uh, Daniel, that's uh, thank you for the call. That's a uh, vote in the positive. You, you hear the public; they want to hear the nuts fling. Mm-hmm. Well, good old fashioned nuts sling or fling or whatever. Here, uh, hey, who's this? This is Brenda. Brenda, what do you make of this situation? Um, peanuts are not bad for squirrels in small amounts as long as they're not salted. Do, do we have salted peanuts? These there? are uh, unsalted peanuts. They're I guess what they call wildlife peanuts. I saw it on the Atwoods website. I went and looked at that, and it says uh, wildlife peanuts, unsalted. Are you a veterinarian? Long as there, no, no, my sister is a vet tech. Um, long as they're small amounts and they're unsalted because peanuts have a fungus in them that can hurt squirrels. But that's the thing. They're not, it's not a small amount. amount. This is a, a good old-fashioned nut fling. This is a big, giant 25-pound bag of them. Well, I would be careful with that. All right, so, I mean... You're putting a lot of weight on my shoulders, Daniel. How do you think I felt? That's why I'm uh, concerned about this. I, I, I'm the one that's going to be out there actually physically doing it. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Tracy. Tracy, are you a veterinarian? But an animal lover. <laughs> okay, I also am an animal lover, but what say you about the good old-fashioned nut fling? On looking at the what the ladies are going to talk about right now, it's the raw peanuts that can possibly have a fungus they don't all have a fungus but the peanuts that i do for the squirrels out here they're they're in the shell but they're they're they're, they're cooked you can get them and and unsalted you right. can just well, well here's the, the unsalted the, the, okay peanuts in the shell by the sack got it <laughs> and they're roasted listen uh, but this the is peanuts uh, in the shell by the sack. this is uh this is a 25 pound I'm assuming of raw peanuts here. They are dried. They're called wildlife peanuts on the Atwoods website. So I guess what she's saying is if the the peanuts were unsalted and roasted, that would kill any fungus. Correct. But these are not. And if if they're, well, I wouldn't think Atwoods would put put them out there and call them, you know, for, for wildlife if they weren't roasted. Like what are these peanuts for when they sell them? Wildlife. So uh, we're good, right? Don't know. But this is, Ty, this is up to you and the uh, council. Well, thank you for the call. Good morning. It's Ty Gadena. What's your name? Hey, this is Brian. Brian, yeah. are you a veterinarian? Bro- no, I'm not. Oh. But, I'm a Google- but I'm a Googler. Uh-oh. All right. What did you, uh, <laughs> what did you find? Um, it, it just says peanuts are nutritionally poor for squirrels. So I do it in, in basically small amounts yeah but like skittles are not good for humans necessarily you just got to eat them you know here and there right yeah but it's like a tree there there's a there's a fungus that that can be present in in raw uh peanuts that can can cause an infection in them so if, if you do it just do it in small amounts that's all 
but it's a 25 pound bag. I mean, I would have to go up there like That's, 25 times to do small amounts. You need to do a pound per park, so you need to hit 25 parks. <laughs> this is getting yeah, to be this gonna, is getting to be pretty big. Yeah, here, this is thanks. a big undertaking now. But uh, but yeah, also I, my I, idea. I would do maybe. If there's 200 squirrels that come up, they won't get that much, you know? It's like when you go no, to a parade. Yeah, you're right. When you go to a parade, Tug, you're right. that when you're, you're throwing out candy, right? You throw out 25 pounds of candy probably, right? Yeah, but it goes to 300 kids. Correct. That's what I I'm kind of – this is my mentality. It's a little parade for these furry fatties. <laughs> they, they they do say hickory nuts, pecans, black walnuts, or acorns are better for them than peanuts. Well, I ain't got right. that kind of money. Yeah, we're not rich. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I just get your one pound bag and go. <laughs> hey, man, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. All right. Y'all right. enjoy. Thank you. you. We'll get to the bottom of this soon, Dana. I'm about to come well, up with a verdict. Ty, you've got to really consider this verdict. I will. Here. I will. I will. And I I'm think actually, you need to hear from a veterinarian. Here's what I'm going to do I'm going to take one of the peanuts out and eat it. I wouldn't do that no matter what. And see if it's this cooked is, or not. This is wildlife peanuts. This know, is not like, human being peanuts. I ate deer corn before. Deer corn? Yeah. And I'm still here. So we'll we'll try that out. I'll eat one real quick. Well, will you hear from a veterinarian back. before you decide? Uh, no. Uh, you put this on me. I'll eat a peanut, and if I feel okay after that, then we can give it to the school. Tig, I know how you're a hypochondriac. The second you eat that peanut, you're going to then, like, have a panic attack. Don't do it. i got to nibble on part of it and see what happens. Uh, I don't want to see that either. That's coming up. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care. Your locally owned health plan. So Daniel's trying to have a, uh, I don't know, old-fashioned nut fling. Tig and Daniel, good old-fashioned nut fling. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. And uh, we go on the, the television yesterday, News on 6, and you're telling uh, Alan Crone about this and Leanne Taylor. And then, you know, then the emails start coming. And uh, people, like one guy said, it's dangerous to give up. Peanut to a squirrel. So now, like, we don't want to hurt any animals. He said uh, raw peanuts could contain a fungus that's harmful to squirrels, and uh, we don't want to do anything that's going to hurt a squirrel. Then Ty uh, says earlier, you said you would eat one. Yes. And then you walk over to the bag, and you examine the bag a little more closely. And I can confirm on the tag of the bag that you got from Matt Woods, 25 pounds of peanuts, that they're not roasted peanuts they are they're raw peanuts so mm -hmm. i decided not to eat one but what was all that big talk about you're gonna eat one well i thought they were cooked maybe uh, well i told you they weren't roasted so the issue then becomes is this safe for squirrels uh i know that they're if they were roasted it would kill any fungus and then i also thought that a peanut is not a squirrel's natural food because peanuts grown in the ground and they, they don't dig up peanuts and eat them yeah but they, if they felt like the farmer picked up some peanuts and one fell off a squirrel would eat it yeah. But they don't cook their acorns. But nobody's debating whether or not acorns are bad for squirrels because they fall from trees. A peanut a is grown in the ground. You want to call? Yeah. Hey, who's this? This is April. Good morning, April. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? What do you make of the squirrel situation? Okay. My husband and I have taken peanuts as long as they're roasted. Um, to Woodward Park, and we have fed the squirrels before, and they are fine. So, Daniel, you have to cook these in your oven, I guess. I don't have a 25-pound <laughs> yeah, oven that I could use to uh, <laughs> roast these. 
Okay, so the bag, does it say roasted? We're, we're looking at that. That's where we're, we're kind of digging into it right now. Uh, no, does it? Is it evident that they, they're, they're roasted? It's no, I would evident. say they're dried at the very least. These are not like green peanuts. But if, I mean, you got them in Atwood, right? Yeah. Okay, that's where we get ours, too. But these are not roasted and again. They're not? No. How do you know, Daniel? Does it have to say specifically they're roasted? Yeah, it would say roasted on them. Would it say roasted, April? I think so. I think they do actually say roasted. All right, we're going to have to dig in. I hadn't really but checked out the they, bag. Are they in the shelves? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I think those are fine. You, you, everybody <laughs> thinks. Pretty, They're like, they could be fine. Yeah, they might kill them, but <laughs> or they, they could might be poison. not kill them. I don't know. Okay, so what exactly is this nut fling, though? It's where we just go out to uh, the park, and then I will uh, open up this bag and just start flinging these peanuts out for these furry fatties. 25 pounds worth. <laughs> I'm going to make it well, rain on these furry fatties. That's what, that's what it's about. If you, if you go to Woodward Park, there's a lot of squirrels, so they won't get, like, 25 pounds. I mean, like, one squirrel won't get all 25 that's pounds. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, if there's, you know, 50 squirrels, they're not going to eat. Yeah. Like, they're going to get a portion of it, but not the whole thing, you know? Right, yeah. Well, They'll I appreciate the call. Thank you so much, and hope you have a blessed morning. Hey, do me a favor. You too. Do me a favor, uh, April. Will what? you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you have a blessed day? Yes, I will. Will you have a blessed day? I will for you. Look at all the good oh. cheer going around this morning. Uh, I'll say, Tag, we're going to have to table this for now because we have to give away tickets today for Larry Fleet. It's going to be at Kane's Ballroom on July 27th, and we've got a pair of tickets up for grabs. Uh, you need to just now, you've taken the information, you need to now consider it and uh, maybe give me an answer tomorrow. Okay, you need to be up all night researching. I will give you a definitive answer. You put the weight of the world on my shoulders, and um, but we do have to do some uh, winning coming up with those Larry Fleet tickets. You always win, though, if you go to Jackie Cooper Nissan, don't you, Daniel? That's true. Uh, if I told you, Tyke, if you got in your car right now and went, say, 10 minutes down the road, I'd give you $1,500. Would you, wouldn't you have to do that? That's an easy. That's an easy. That's like Bill Gates' money. 10 minutes of work for 1500 bucks. That's right. That's what they do. So you have a vehicle you want to uh, trade in, or if you just want to just straight up sell it, that's how bad Jackie Cooper Nissan wants your car. They said, listen, we'll give you $1,500 over Kelly Blue Book. Maybe they'll give you some peanuts, too. Perhaps. It'd be. So if you're a squirrel and you're listening, or a human listening, $1,500 more than Kelly Blue Book value. And if you want to use that for your trade-in, that money goes towards the trade-in, and they got uh, select models at 0%. It doesn't get any better than 0%, folks. Can't do any better than that. And the Rogue, like, what are those sleek-looking SUVs? I drive a Nissan, love the Nissan. Of course, my number one thing in the world is the safety of my child, and I feel like Nissan's figured out this crazy formula where it's safe and it looks pretty good. My car looks good, doesn't it, Daniel? Yeah, it's an, I, yeah I'd like to make fun of you, but I can. It's a nice-looking car. You can get started at JackieCooperNissan.com. That's JackieCooperNissan.com. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Welcome in to The Bull Fight, Daniel. Today we're fighting over Larry Fleet tickets, and uh, we have... Two ladies on the phone with us. Who do we got? We've got Carrie, who is a social worker. How are you, Carrie? I'm doing well, is thank a, you. Is a social worker a, a stressful job? <laughs> Sometimes. No, oh, I bet it is. Uh, taking on Carrie this morning is Jamie, who works at a Head Start. What are the kids into these days? Um, I work with the younger kids. So they just like to play a lot. Yeah, they like to watch uh, Bluey? Uh, we, don't, we don't do screen time. <laughs> oh, no television? Oh, boy. 
<laughs> All right, time. yeah. All right, guys, the contest is called Words Pertaining to Things. I will give you a word, and then you have to tell me what it pertains to. Uh, we will start with Carrie this morning. Carrie, the word is dental. That pertains to what? Dental. Teeth. Teeth. Teeth is correct. Jamie, if I said the word floral, what does that pertain to? Floral. Flower. Flowers is correct. Carrie, the word aquatic pertains to what? Water. Water is correct. Jamie, the word lunar. Moon. Moon is correct. It gets tougher as we go on. Carrie, the word urban pertains um, to what? Like environment or town, city. That is correct. It is cities. Jamie, the word mental pertains to what? Um, brain, head. The judge will allow it. Uh, mind. Okay. Two to go. Carrie, the word bovine pertains to what? Cows. Cattle is correct. Jamie, the word sonic pertains to what? Food. Drink. Uh, you're thinking of the fast food place Sonic? Oh. Uh, it would be sound. Sound. Okay. Final question here. Carrie, terrestrial pertains to what? What is the word again? Terrestrial. Um, like, um, mm. outer space? No, it's the opposite, isn't it? It would be the Earth. The oh. Earth. Oops. Jamie. The word astral. Um, stars, comets, space. Stars. Uh, with that, Tig, we are tied up. We must now move to a tie-breaking question. Explain how this works, Tig. So, ladies, the next question is for the both of you at the same time, but don't blurt out the answer. Say your name. That's kind of the way you buzz in. And so if you say, Carrie... We'll go, okay, Carrie, you guess. So whoever buzzes in first gets the first opportunity to get it right. Okay? Uh -huh. All right. The word is nautical. Nautical. Carrie. I got, you I, the judge? I couldn't tell. You said nautical twice. All right. We better do a Here. different one then. All right. All right. This time, just say it I'll once. I'll just say it one time. Okay. Penal. Carrie. Carrie? Go ahead. Like jail or court system? Judge, the uh, the answer is punishment. It pertains to punishment. So this is, I'm putting Tig on the spot here. This is, uh, penal stands, is pertains to punishment. Jail is punishment. And I think we all kind of relate to that word to jail. Oh my gosh, uh, that's going to come back to haunt you, Tyke. I think that is a controversial uh, ruling. Why didn't you but get involved? Because you're the judge. <laughs> All right, and with that, that was Carrie, right? 
Yes. And with that, Carrie has defeated Jamie in the 98.5 The Bullfight. Carrie, would you like to hold on to these tickets or would you like to give them to Jamie, uh, the Head Start worker? Um, I'll give them to Jamie. Look at that. So well, it worked out go. in the end anyway. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Look at You're that, welcome. Ty. Ty and Daniel bringing people together. Very magical morning on 98.5 The Bull, isn't it? <laughs> Kumbaya. All right, so uh, she's given her tickets up to Jamie, and uh, that means that, Carrie, you're still eligible to win that Luke Combs Flyway, which happens coming up at uh, 8.10 this morning. Thanks to Miller Lite, the Tiger Dan Beer Run gives you $50 to buy some Miller Lite, and then you're qualified to fly away to see Luke Combs. That's at 8.10 on 98.5 The Bull. Today's High Country. See you in a minute. I saw somebody on the uh, Tulsa Reddit page, which is like a local kind of, what would you call that? A bulletin board bulletin for board, Tulsa. Yeah. And uh, somebody said, look, um, the power went out for a long time. Had to throw all my stuff out of the refrigerator. Can I claim that on insurance? Did you see that? Oh, that's a great question. Like, uh, you know, because you could actually throw away. Like, Daniel, you live by yourself and, you know, it's just you. So I, I don't know. You, you would have thrown out like a can of mustard or something. So you lost like nothing. Right. But however, I have a family. And I've got, you know, popsicles and eggos and, you know, chicken and milk and apple juice and all that, you know, that it had, it had to go, you know. And so somebody said, hey, you know, you, you're paying for home insurance. You lost your power. Can you claim that? And then people commented. Now, I am not an insurance agent. I don't know that industry that well, but I can tell you what the consensus was with the commenters was probably uh, you could, but... Unless it exceeds your deductible, it wouldn't be worth your time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, you get, like, home insurance, and you got to pay the first 1000 of anything that happens. Unless you had more than $1,000 worth in your refrigerator, you'd be wasting your time. Oh, yeah, but some people have deep freezes filled with, with food and things yeah, like that. like my neighbor, like, uh, came over, and he said, I just bought a half of a hog. And then the other neighbor came and said she bought half of a cow. And I don't know what that costs, but I guess it's possible that you could lose thousands of dollars in food. And so it may make sense to claim it on insurance if that exceeded that first thousand dollars you have to pay or whatever your deductible is, right? All right. Uh, interesting kind of related story to that. Uh, there's a restaurant called Golden Gate, and it's a, um, a Chinese restaurant. Is very, it here? Very popular here in Tulsa. Yeah. And it's owned, like, by mom and pop. You know, I think it's family-owned, and they've been around forever. Power went out for them. They had to throw away about 80% of their food inventory. So mm -hmm. somebody started a GoFundMe page for them. And uh, so far, people have raised $10,000 to help them out here. That's how bad everybody wants Golden Gate to remain open. I didn't think that the margin, the profit margin at restaurants was so thin that, like, one storm like this could really, like, put you out of business after years and years. Yeah, so it can put a restaurant out of business. It could really affect a family, too. Uh, that That's rough. Uh, you think about it, to replace all that food. Yeah, so far, 81 people have donated to keep Golden Gate open. And well, I was, we were talking the other day about this tipping situation. Like, do you tip when you go to a restaurant? And some I heard somebody talking about this on a podcast, and they said, look, uh, one reason just not tipping is not the answer in some cases because the – the profit margin is so low on restaurants, that's why they can't afford to pay all the staff full-time wages and stuff. Yeah, don't they? Don't restaurants get to pay their employees like three bucks an hour or something? Yeah. But because tips are expected, that's how they make up that income. But or I something? guess I assume that if somebody owned a restaurant, there's just like a windfall and they're just making all this money hand over fist. No, but man. sometime, just like Golden Gate here, 
uh, one bad week could just kill them. Yeah, so it's that's a good point to make. I mean, it's so tight that even a week could mess them up forever. Well, good stuff there. It's 98.5 The Bull. Still to come. 15 minutes away from that Luke Combs flyaway chance to Philadelphia. And you win $50 to buy Miller Lite with the Tig and Daniel Beer Run right here on 98.5 The Bull. Time now for the Tig and Daniel Beer Run. You get $50 to go buy some Miller Lite thanks to them. And also you get qualified to see this guy. That's Luke Combs in Philadelphia. Home of the Liberty Bell, the Phillies, the Eagles. And who do we have with us today, Daniel? Today we got Jack from out in Collinsville. Jack, how are you this morning? I'm doing awesome. Boy, what a way to start the day winning the Tiger Daniel beer run. That's $50 for that Miller Lite. And uh, have you been to Philadelphia before? I never have. You know, I haven't either. And uh, Tiger, as far as I know, you haven't been to Philadelphia. Never, so this would never be a, have. an amazing opportunity. The pictures of the Liberty Bell, it's got a crack in it and stuff like that. But we always have to ask a, a winner, Daniel, a very important question. Uh, you have the option. Uh, you, you said you would take your wife out to uh, Philadelphia if you won. Then you guys now have the option. Uh, would you like me to accompany you guys and stay in the hotel with you? Well, I mean, if she can't go, I say that both me, you, and Ty go. Uh-oh. Boys weekend. The wrecking crew out on the town in Philadelphia. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> yes, hell yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be kind of fun, like a boys uh, crew in Philadelphia going to see Luke Combs. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Well, Jack, uh, and if we go, Daniel promises to buy all your drinks for you the whole weekend. Okay. I'm a lush. Uh-oh. Well, there you go. Well, we're back tomorrow. If you want to be like Jack, you don't have to be jealous because we do have another chance at the Tiger Daniel Beer Run tomorrow. $50 for Miller Lite and a chance to go to Philadelphia to see Luke Combs at 810 and all the rest of this week here on 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, coming up uh, in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you what... Um, my wife is, like, a successful person, unlike us, you know? Like, she has a great career going and stuff. Yeah. And uh, she went to this meeting in downtown Tulsa where, like, the economic development director said some things about what Tulsa's going to look like in 10 years. It'll freaking blow your mind. So we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But in the meantime, I can see why what she's saying may ring true. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull. Because listen to the this award, the BOK Center. One, this is Did You See, brought to you by Paradise Beach Water Park. Listen Managers at the BOK Center say they're excited to be named on this list, especially only 15 years after the venue opened. But they say the work is far from over. The BOK Center was ranked 29th in the world and 20th in the U.S. The after world. making more than $14 million in ticket sales from November to April. Brian Crow with the BOK Center says making this list is a big deal to the venue and Tulsa as a whole. I mean, you got to think of the whole world planet earth and we're in the top 30 in tulsa that's pretty dang good right how lucky are we to only live you know within like, uh, you know a few minutes from yeah. it and uh, even if you're an hour from it you're still lucky to be able to go to the BOK. I will say you can't bring purses in there, though. What, what is the rule over there? Like, uh, they have a clear bag policy, so what you'll oftentimes see, until it catches on, like I think once you go through that once, you'll, you'll start to learn that it has to be a certain size bag or it has to be clear. And after you walk that thing back to your car a couple of times, you start well, to realize what you can and can bring in there. Many times when there's a country show, Daniel and I will be outside under our little tent, you know, our 98.5 The Bull tent, and we always watch people walk up with too big of a purse 
And it's always the husband like, oh, my God. The husbands you see going back to the car to drop that purse off and then come back. Well, in uh, some cases, uh, in order to save a little money, people will park a long way away, and it is no fun to have to run that thing back. You know what I also heard is that uh, some people, and I did this once when I went to the World Series, actually. My son had a car seat, but they wouldn't let me bring the car seat into the World Series. So I, I found a bush and put it in a bush, mm -hmm. you know? But uh, that's what people sometimes do at the BOK. They'll put their valuables in a bush, but the homeless folks know that uh, people are leaving stuff in the bush. Time to do a little bush shopping. Yeah, yeah, so they do a little bush shopping, and they get your purses and stuff, so watch out for that. But what a great um, what a great venue we have right here in downtown Tulsa, right? Yeah. Did you see this, Ty? A janitor destroyed decades' worth of research when he unplugged a freezer. He felt like the beeping was annoying, so he said, oh, well, enough of this. He unplugs it. It's one of those, like, real-deal freezers. Everything in there was, like, negative 125 degrees Fahrenheit. Unplugged it, it got all the way up to negative 25, ruined about 25 years worth of research. Now, oh the, now the cleaning company is being sued for uh, about $1 million in damages. Uh, this is kind of off subject, but sort of related. There's a baseball player named Ted Williams. He was kind of like one of these legends. And he chose uh, at the end of his life to get frozen okay, so that they could thaw him out. You know, like the idea is like technology will uh, be so advanced in the future they could thaw him out and like, you know, pull him back to life. Imagine if they unplugged that freezer. That would not be good. Yeah, like it wouldn't work. I think there's several frozen people. The rumor is Walt Disney froze himself. That's what I hear, that kind of stuff. Ugh. What if you came out of that and you're like, go ahead and freeze me back again. This <laughs> yeah, is too like, much. I don't like the world right now. Uh, did you see this? FedEx was named in a lawsuit accusing them of rolling back the odometers of thousands of their trucks before they were sold. Uh, this would be the largest odometer fraud scheme in American history. And here's Tom Layton, the used truck dealer that discovered the fraud, talking about what he found. Over the last several years, I've noticed that some of the commercial trucks that have been going through my dealership had uh, issues with the odometers. Uh, the FedEx contractor contacted me and said, hey, what are you trying to pull here? And I said, what's wrong? And he said, I took this into Freightliner and had the vehicle hooked up to their computer, and it has over 400,000 miles, and your odometer says 180,000 miles. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Who's going to buy a used truck from FedEx think it's going to be low mileage? You know FedEx is a delivery service, right? You know, when I was, uh, I feel bad about this, but I'll, I'll be open about it. When I was uh, maybe 16 or 17, I got hired to move somebody, you know, like the, an old lady was moving out of a house and her son hired us to move her. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first thing the guy did was get under the U-Haul and disconnect the odometer. And then, so we drove several hundred miles to move this lady. We get back into town, he reconnects the odometer. And the, but that way U-Haul couldn't tell, like, I guess they charge mileage. And uh, so that he would pay less for the move. I'd imagine that they found a way to fix that these days well, that was that was 25 years ago now yeah. i mean now it's all digital and computerized and stuff i do feel bad about that well you didn't stop him though did you dirty bird no you just let him do it didn't you yeah well, well, well the guy had been to prison and i was 16 oh. what was i supposed to tell him like don't do it where were your parents they're like hey i'm gonna go cross country with this uh the reason okay. they're like go ahead son the reason we had to move this this dude's mom is he wasn't allowed to like leave a certain perimeter mm -hmm. and, but he was a prisoner he had been a prisoner and I guess he had to stay, like, near his house. I had a bracelet on his ankle. And your parents were just like, yeah, go ride with this guy. <laughs> I guess. They didn't care. <laughs> My parents wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons. And they're sending you with ex-cons. Yeah, they to... let me move a, 
a, a con artist was bombed. To do fraud yeah, against they didn't care much for me. What, what the heck is that about? I don't know. <laughs> so, but, you know, when the prisoner gets under the U-Haul and I'm 16, what am I supposed to do? Like, be like... No, no, no. This is immoral. You I, got, have, I cut uh, my damn mouth shows when you I should did. Have, when you got home, said, hey, uh, guys, what were you thinking? Let me do this. Uh, did you see this? Somebody threw their mom's ashes on stage during a pink concert. Here's the moment it happened in London. How would you feel about that? I wouldn't know what in the world to do. Yeah, but like... Um, so her ashes, they the were mom's a, ashes are on stage. The yeah. stage hand has to clean that stuff up. What's he going to do with well, it? Well, they were in a baggie, so they weren't, you know, like thrown I mean, out. You can't like throw dust. it in the garbage can with the beer cans and then go, like, I guess you spread <laughs> I, it I got to be honest. I wouldn't know uh, what in the world do you do. I have no idea. That's wild, though. I mean, like, did her mom love pink so well, much? Well, that's the way what people are wondering. You know, I wonder if, uh, if the mom was a huge fan. Is this lady just a... You know, trying to get attention during the concert. Mm-hmm. Puts pink in a bad light. Like, what is she supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, that's an awkward position to put somebody in, isn't it? Well, just so you know, if I pass away, Doug, I'm going to insist that you, you got to be okay, a- and I want you to throw my ashes onto, like, Zach Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 98.5 The Bull, today's high country. Back tomorrow with that Luke Combs flyaway at 810. 98.5 The Bull. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. What's up? Hello. Hello? Yeah, what's up? Hey, I got, I don't know if it's a question, but something I noticed happening on the radio, and I was wondering maybe you can confirm or deny. Okay, tell us. So every once in a while, I notice, and I know that you guys aren't like playing old CDs and stuff. You, you broadcast digitally, but every once in a while, it seems like a song will speed up. Just a fraction. And then it'll maybe slow back down. And then, uh, do, do they do that, like, for time constraints? or? You know what, Daniel? I've actually heard this before. I have, too. Is this is this the same guy that's uh, brought this up a few times, or is this a different person? Uh, first time calling about huh. this. Particular yeah, thing. you know, somebody sent us so, some Facebook messages saying that they heard the song go faster. I've heard that, too. Uh, and it's... It, it's barely audible, and the, the voice pitch doesn't really change, but the beat, it's like a half a beat, maybe. You know, I was just wondering, is that something that's done on purpose? Is it just happening? No. Just, I don't know. Wait, I was just wondering. I can tell you what, I I don't know the answer exactly, but what I can tell you is that we run a delay up here in case you say a cuss word. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you said, like, a bad word, I could, and you said it live, I could still get it off the air because what you're hearing is actually happening, like, 14 seconds later. Or sure, yeah. It, it happened yeah, 14 seconds that. earlier, what I mean. And so, in a sense, it does speed up things in order to get us in delay, but it shouldn't be noticeable and shouldn't be consistent at all. But maybe, heck, I don't know. I haven't heard it, but I've heard people hearing it. You know, and I usually notice it is right around, right after you guys go off the air, it's right like that song, it's right around 10 a.m. You know what? That's exactly what's happening then, because since we're a live morning show here in Tulsa, at 10 o'clock, they canceled the delay, and I bet that's exactly what's happening. Okay. So I'm not crazy. Well, you must have but some type that, that, of ear to be able to detect that. Well, I, I, I do, you know, I, I, I am into audio and listening and sound quality and stuff like that, and I just it just notice it. It's like, wait a minute, that's, that's going faster than it was, and then you'll hear it slow down, too. You know what, Daniel? If we're, if, if we're leaving delay, the song has to speed up to get back to, like, real time. And don't you have to re- reset the delay 
every when, morning when too? I come in in the morning I turn on the delay so people might hear it early in the show and then again at the end of the show well, look so at that. he's on to something I think good catch all man right. all right well Cool. There, you're not crazy. I appreciate so it. So don't go to the doctor or anything. Okay. You're actually hearing it right. <laughs> he's probably right. been going to yeah, the psychologist for years now. he's been going to the psychologist now, yeah. going, like, the songs on the radio are fast. <laughs> I, I appreciate the diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I, was, I think I was 98.5% sure that, that was happening. I think you're on to something. We learned something new, and you're teaching us about radio this morning. I appreciate it, man. Huh. Come in. All right, bye-bye. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. What is Tulsa going to look like in 10 years? And uh, when Daniel and I moved to Tulsa, it's been uh, three years-ish ago or something, uh, we, we just fell in love with the place. And that's the God, honest to God's truth. We came from Nashville. We were on country radio in Nashville. And we thought, you know, Tulsa, we don't know you know much about Tulsa. We got here and we were shocked because there's such good restaurants. The, the houses are reasonably priced. It, it's just been great for us. And my family loves it. Now my kid has friends here and it's great. But one thing you and I talked about, Daniel, was we... I said, I sure hope this doesn't become Nashville mm-hmm. or doesn't become Austin, Texas, because when people find out about the great restaurants and the reasonable prices, people are going to want to move here. And then, like, what happened to us in Nashville? We were in Nashville for uh, almost a decade or so, and we got there, and it was a mid-sized town. And then by the time we left Nashville, it was a major city. The problem was they didn't upgrade the roads. And so just imagine if a million people moved to Tulsa but they don't fix the roads. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to move houses because I was missing dinners with my son because my eight-mile commute turned into an hour and a half every day. It was terrible. My wife, who uh, has a very successful career, she went downtown the other day, and the mayor's there, you know, with his glasses and all that, and then they have, like, this person who's in charge of economic development for Tulsa. And her job is to, you know, get people to get interested in Tulsa. And she said that this last year was the best year Tulsa's ever had economically. You had the PGA Tour and all that coming to town. And she said that um, in 2024, that's next year, that they've turned down 24 conventions, like organizations that want to hold their convention in Tulsa because they don't have the hotel space. Wow. And so what does that mean? When there's a demand... They're going to build more hotels, They're going right? to build more hotels. And she said... Uh, my wife was in the audience, and she says, I- I'm telling you right now, get ready. Tulsa in 10 years will be Austin, Texas. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, right? I mean, I don't want that to happen. But, I mean, for economic development jobs, it's great. But, you know, I didn't like sitting in traffic for an hour and a half everywhere I went. You know, so we might be, we might be the next hot city. And I see why, because it is a great city to be in. And as people catch on, and it, I feel guilty about saying this, but now that I'm here, I want nobody to come. You know? Oh, now that you've established yeah, now yourself. That I'm here, here. Like now, now I don't want people oh, coming in. That's dingy. You selfish, dog. Mm-hmm. You done made your kingdom out of Tulsa, and now you're like, no, 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 nobody else come here. Yeah, like, uh, so we, we need to be on guard, man. If there's 24 conventions that got turned down to come to Tulsa, that means that they're, you know, and I heard rumors about what they're going to build. And, uh, well, I don't give wanna, us some of those juicy rumors I then. I heard, like, there's going to be an Omni complex. What the heck does that mean? Like, you know, the Omni Hotel and, like, you know, big convention center and all that kind of stuff. Now, that, that could be just conjecture. It could be rumor. However, I don't have any reason to disbelieve this lady saying that they've turned down 24 conventions. Well, hopefully they weren't those weird uh, conventions. Like, sometimes Tyke hangs out with these furries and things like that. Maybe that's why they're turning some of them The down. hippies and the harries? 
Yeah, the hippies and the hairies. You think that's what furries are? I that's those people that is. like to put on costumes and make love. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. But yeah, right. You didn't know it. Now that convention's coming. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> it's ninety-eight five. The Bull. Today's hot country.